Welcome, my lords, to the White City, where you will learn more about Middle-earth and discover differences and similarities between the Rings of Power show and Tolkien's books, and whether Amazon's show, episode by episode, is worth watching. I'm Philip Dutt, your host, and I'll be joined by Matt Vandevoort and Mark Schaefer. I hope you enjoy. A topic to move on to next, um, I was thinking, is about Numenorean politics. I guess a few like characters that stood out to me, being Tarferazon, Elendil, and the Queen Regent. Like so far, like do you guys like how they've portrayed Tarferazon? Um, I mean, there's not really much we can like necessarily go off. I feel like they really didn't go in depth with him, but there's definitely like thinking about just like the difference between him and like the line of the faithful and all um that's that's i guess like yeah gonna be a pretty pretty big uh thing for an upcoming episode one note i will make is that it's our farazan because tar farazan is the uh the, the prefix used by the faithful and tar palantir is like the first king to use it in a long time and the last king to use it because our Farazon goes hardcore the other direction. So well, yes. also, I believe it's just Farazon right now, and R is yeah. what they add when they become king. Become so in the show, king. I think right now yeah. he's known as just right. Farazon. Which, right. um, yeah. Catch. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I'll go first. Now, I think the Numenorean politics, um, I think, is probably what has me most excited for season two. I think if there were some characters, I think they nailed it. Would be like Ellen Dill. Farazan seems like they've got these um both of these characters down and I think if I could like I think how they're sort of explaining Numenorean politics right now is like sort of not really how like Tolkien gets there like he has this like where they become like colonizers and start colonizing Middle Earth and stuff and this really long history and they seem to have like taken this abbreviated version where they're like oh you know they haven't gone to Middle Earth in a long time and stuff but now they just make this single voyage but I think how they're going to end up or where they already are ending up seems very close to where things sort of end up in Tolkien's world. Yeah. Um, where you have the King's men and you have the faithful and it seems like where you have these characters played out. Um, and I personally love Queen Muriel's like interpretation. She's not really someone Tolkien talks about a lot, but like this totally fits with what she could be portrayed as. Um, and excited to sort of see where like the rest of the show goes with that. One thing I will mention is that uh, Elendil actually is a father, a Mandil, who plays a very significant role in Numenorean politics in the future. Um, just really quick, he he's sort of the main leader of the faithful um, and also ends up taking a ship to Valley Nor to try to save the faithful. And the faithful believe that he's what ends up saving them when Numenor is destroyed, that the Valar is in this wind that carries them away. And they believe that it was him interceding on their behalf that gets them there. Um, very like a Christ-like, right? Like he dies for them and, and ends up saving them by his death. Um, but yeah, I'm very curious to see they obviously don't have this character and I, maybe I want to hear your guys' thoughts of like, will Queen Muriel take this role? Will they find some other way to fill this role? Or will they just totally ignore it, do you guys think? Uh, I don't know. I feel like um, I could see them, this would be a huge departure from the books, but I could see them having... Elendil fill that role just because um, 
the timeline is incredibly condensed in the show because they're trying to cover what in the books is like 1500 years of history in like one human lifetime. Um, so, um, I could see them have like, if they want to have Ellen Dill, um, do the stuff he does in middle earth, he could go and like help found these cities that eventually will become Arnor and Gondor. Um, and then go back in time for the fall of Numenor. But I kind of, I kind of, doubt they'll do that plot point i'm guessing they will just um i'm guessing they'll just have him they'll just have the the faithful escape because it it may even come down to what they can and can't use for legal reasons because Mm -hmm. i don't believe his father is ever mentioned in the lord of the rings um is he mentioned in the appendices? He might be mentioned in the appendices. I think he's appendi- mentioned in the appendices. Okay, but also, maybe they do have the rights to him, but they might not have the rights to like portray him going hmm. off to the Undying Lands and explore that whole plot element. So they may just skip it for practical reasons. Um, and also just time constraint on the story. There's certain elements that they might just have to cut out just for time. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought there might be a chance that Queen Muriel fulfills that role since yeah. um, it's sort of, she seems to be the other big player and maybe the leader of the faithful and also the one who ends up saving them by her life and, and death. I, th- I was going to say, it might be really interesting if they do avoid it. Cause it might also be a difference in worldviews, right? I mean, like the yeah. Christ analogy is very obvious and Tolkien's very Catholic worldview yeah, yeah, yeah. coming through um, and maybe their decision to avoid it. Something that would be interesting if they did use Muriel for that, is instead of having her go off separately, because I believe that Farazan kind of forcibly marries her to mm-hmm. become king, it would be interesting if she decides to go with him when he sails off to the Undying Lands. She decides to go willingly, but in an attempt to um, carry out that mission rather than she goes separately to intercede they could take that direction, which would be able to combine those sort of plot elements. And her way of uh, asserting control after being forcibly married, right, would yeah. also be a huge yeah. thing. Because I think that, like, just regardless of worldview, like, everybody loves a good self-sacrifice story. Yeah. So I think that they might have reason to use that sort of plot point, regardless of particular ideology or worldview or whatever. Thanks for visiting the White City. Before you leave, please subscribe to our podcast and check us out at thewhitecitypodcast.com. Consider supporting my movement on Facebook, keeping the rings of power pure.